Sportsnet 590, The Fan. Last morning for us for a little while, Justin. So rub the sleep out of your eyes and let's do it. Yeah, they're calling it officially the end of season one. Well, for the Fan Morning Show with Kalish and Justin. A little breaky break. A little break. We can kind of reset, start things anew. After a couple weeks on fan drive time, but yeah, if you missed if you missed it, we're headed to the afternoons for two weeks, starting on Monday. And I was doing the math too. I'm like, wow, this is my last wake up at four twenty in the morning mm. for like eighteen days. I was like, oh man, your body's gonna wake you up though. Just say no, 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 no yeah, no, no. I will. I'm one the, of those days. No, no, doing this job, I'm at the point where like I'm generally so tired all the time that in any circumstance I can sleep. It's pretty good. That's the one benefit of that. Well, I was driving in being like, oh, you know, it's the the last time I get from point A to point B in the morning in under 12 minutes. <laughs> yeah. That's... This is the best driving I will have for the next two weeks in the city of Toronto. That is the other benefit for sure. Not a single car out there. Knowing exactly how long it's going to take to get from it's one stunning. place to the other is, is pretty nice. Well, now we're going to be commuting in the later afternoon and it's going to be a whole can of worms. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have to really use that Waze app to figure it out because I, it might take me quadruple the time it takes me. You might have to like go like it might have to be double the kilometers just to get no. here. Like you might have to go just the long way around. Yeah, we gotta we gotta figure it out. We're we'll five right. to seven we'll next week um, on five ninety covering the drive time show in the Blair and Barker spot. No, that's mm-hmm. confusing, but just turn on your radio at 5 p.m. and you'll hear us or your TV, your TV as well. So we'll be there next week. And then the following week will be three to five and then we'll be back and we'll have Sam McKee and Brent Gunning covering for a majority of those days. But next Monday, mm-hmm. producer Daniele, let me see your head, Daniele. Give us a fist Give us pump. A smile. Oh, he's covering in with Jesse Rubinoff. Yes, it will be so, the Dan Morning Show. Yeah, it will again. be the Dan Morning Show. Yes. With Jesse Rubinoff. That's Monday. Then the rest of the two weeks will be Gunning and McKee because they're out vacationing in a golf tournament right yeah, now. Yeah, they're, they're living the life of the golf guys, eh? So they won't they be back in time. They walk it and they talk it. I guess they talk it first and now they're walking it. They're probably driving it in the golf They cart. probably are. They're not walking it. I meant like, I, you know, know. They're, they're living the life of golf guys. Uh, yeah, so it'll be good. Those four guys, of course, will be Squad. in our podcast feed as well. And we're mm-hmm. going to be taking over the fan drive time feed. A lot of information off the bat here. Just a little break, and we'll be back in a couple weeks. And when we come back, the very first show we're doing is the Jay's Care Golf Show Tournament. Which we did last year. Maybe that, yeah, that is the the start of season two, because we did it last year. Rattlesnake Point Golf Club in Milton will be there live. That's the 24th of July. We'll be doing the Jay's Care Golf Mm -hmm. Tournament from there. And then apparently we get to golf after so win, i think win, win. it's the part is it not the part three is it there doesn't a part matter three we're still golfing so i like the part three just like you know it's it's as much as sitting it's around talking and sports I isn't exactly like you know working 12 hours in a you know certainly not at a construction site or something like that you know i could i could just like have a couple nice little couple reward, beers though. and just 18 short holes and drive around and nice leisure yeah. activity so last morning for us for a little while um but we will certainly miss our morning listeners so you better tune in on your drive home because you're going somewhere in the morning you're also going somewhere on the way home so catch us then i might just tune in the text line to say hello i'm gonna miss them (laughs) 
Giacomo, there's you some, better, there, no, Giacomo better message names. us at 5 There's some familiar PM. names in the afternoon that come Good. up in the morning as well. So all right. definitely come say hi. Go squad, go. Um, all right, great big Friday today for us to, to wrap things up. Um, we will be doing an Alec Manoa tarot card reading, folks, in 30 minutes. So whatever you need to do to mentally prepare for that, do it now. Grab your coffee, put yourself in a good mindfulness space because we can't predict what might happen when these cards are pulled. And just as a reminder, uh, it kind of did, the tarot cards, that is, uh, predict the future of Kyle Dubas, of course. Oh, because it did. Because if there's it was one freaky. change with the Toronto Maple Leafs, it's been the knives Kyle in Dubas the back. and it's been the knives <laughs> in the back of Kyle Dubas because he did not see his death coming. You know, uh, the death being just his dismissal from the Toronto Maple Leafs. But he did not see it coming because they were expected to have a deal, of course, and Shanahan, on a fateful drive home, as he tells it, decided otherwise. So, uh, yeah, these these tarot cards might hold some serious power. So we will try to predict Alec Manoa's immediate and long-term future with the Toronto Blue Jays as he gets the ball tonight. In 30 minutes. So stay tuned. Before then, we got lots of positives, though. So I feel like that's a really good stepping point in a hopeful trickle effect into tonight's game obviously the blue jays have a big opportunity all eyes ratings will be through the roof tonight i'm telling you Sportsnet, rogers will be pumped uh it's the biggest game of the year i actually think that that's not 100 percent alec manoa making his return tonight the game is at 6 30 folks 6 30 we just had some eight o'clock games and then a rain delay that made what time did they start last night 9 30 or something uh, I'm not exactly sure, but yeah, it was, it, was, it was just baseball. I didn't, my, my entire conscious yeah. <laughs> day, there was Blue Jays baseball. I didn't get up off my couch from like five till 1130. It was just a slug. I became one with the cushions. Mm-hmm. So much baseball. Uh, but 530, sorry, 630 tonight on Sportsnet, Sportsnet Now, Sports 590 Fan, etc. Um, Alec Manoa makes his return. Highly anticipated. All eyes will be on the Puma on the mound, but I will say... Probably no better double header besides the fact that there was an extra innings that pushed it a little later than what we saw yesterday to prepare yourself for a game where you have a little bit of a question mark on the mound. Yeah, definitely. I mean, here's the thing. The double headers can be like devastating or they can be very, very positive. And granted, playing 18 plus innings, which the Blue Jays did yesterday. So a lot of running back and forth. And to quote Whit Merrifield, who said, I'm, I'm tired in his uh, postgame interview with Hazel May. Yeah, that can be a little bit taxing. I imagine it would be. Uh, but it is more taxing if you don't get the results from it, right? Like if you get on the plane after and you've dropped two straight ball games against a bad team, you're not going to be feeling very good about yourself. But the beer, if they're going to have a couple, which they deserve after spending seven hours on a baseball field, uh, it's going to taste pretty good after two big wins, a series sweep over the Chicago White Sox, getting on that bird and going to Detroit for a big game, arguably the biggest of the season, Mm -hmm. I think will feel and be a much better experience after the two victories, they weren't easy victories. They weren't the prettiest victories, but the Blue Jays got it done. So let's start with game one. Uh, if you are a fan of great pitching, that was for you. You got a taste of two head-to-head starting pitchers and bullpens that really delivered. Um, honestly, one of the the tightest matched games that we've seen in Blue Jays uh, this season. Barrios obviously looking absolutely like we've said this a couple times we have John Morosi on at seven so we can recircle this conversation but the bounce back candidate of the year 
someone that has come fully back into form and then not only fully back into form, but elevated above the form that we had seen of sure. Jose Rios as him. Um, he was lights out. On the other side, Lance Lynn, who uh, I don't think we gave Lance Lynn enough credit because that guy was like he, they were, Blair and Barker made a good point post game. They're like, if anyone's happy that isn't a Blue Jay or where a Blue Jay's, uh, someone in the fan, in the stands wearing a Blue Jay's jersey, it's the manager of the Chicago White Sox because Lance Lynn helped his trade value significantly yesterday. Yeah. Someone that they might be selling off. And if you watched just Lance Lynn yesterday, you want him. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Barrios is having the season bounce back. That was the bounce back just in the season or yeah. mid-season for Lance Lynn. He it's was just one, but... Barrios was outstanding, but his performance paled in comparison to mm-hmm. who the Chicago White Sox had on the bump. He struck out 11, and he made the Blue Jays look as bad as they've looked offensively maybe all year. Oh, like that miserable. was that was we were marching towards a really miserable conclusion. A negative to that start game. to this show. <laughs> and again, they went they won in 11 innings. So the White Sox had their opportunity after the Blue Jays mm-hmm. did not score in in the 10th, but of course the Blue Jays bullpen did a tremendous job uh, every time they were out there yesterday. But like we were it definitely felt really obvious. It felt certain rather that we were headed towards a pretty brutal Mm -hmm. result in the first game. Uh, But then, you know, they got Lancelin off the mound way, way before that. But the floodgates just opened in the 11th inning with just all the, Uh, all like the good luck. It was crazy. That you didn't get over the course of 10 innings and even beyond. (laughs) Yeah. Like all year long, everything the Blue Jays hit uh, wound up in a good spot and they just piled it on. Uh, the White Sox allowing for Thomas Hatch to come in in a low leverage spot and, and finish things up, uh, even though it was a little less comfortable than it needed to be in the 11th inning. But yeah, I mean, they just could not get anything on Lance Lynn. It was not happening. Ks. It was not happening. And like back to back to back to back to back. And then they struck out 13 times in the game. They th- or Through nine innings, they struck out three more times in the 10th inning. It was just like, what are we watching here? There's absolutely nothing going on from the Blue Jays offensively. And then all of a sudden, as I mentioned, everything snaps into place. Everything starts to work. Mm-hmm. And they get the W. Like, not that, you know, a month ago, they don't win that game. I, like, who knows if they win that game a month ago. If it's another team, they probably lose that game. Yeah. A, a lot earlier than they were given a, a chance to actually win it. Um, but sticking around long enough to get that victory, getting a win where you were you were just outclassed from a pitching perspective, at least in terms of your offense and what you were able to bring to the table, and not wasting that Jose Barrios start, all very good things, and I'm sure it's helped set the table for actually getting the win in the doubleheader mm-hmm. after what was not so good of a pitching performance from Yusei Kikuchi. Time and time again, we've been saying, wow, it would be great to get these starting pitchers some runs, you know, Barrios going seven innings, Bassett, uh, well, Kikuchi was a little bit of a different story in terms of like his his game, but still, like it was it was quiet in yesterday's game. One for twenty eight at the plate through nine innings. <laughs> wow, that's that's maybe the worst of the season. It felt I felt like it, but then you line this up really great. The eleventh inning, obviously, we'll get to the offensive breakthrough that that was but that 10th inning with Jordan Romano on the mound was again like was a Tuesday night his slider was unhittable he came in a big opportunity and delivered but last night or I guess it was last yeah still nighttime yeah last evening last evening evening um, early evening there we go game number one uh, sliders looking unhittable again through the best of the order in that 10th inning which lines them up perfectly for an 11th inning where they have this offensive explosion. And a lot of it was like 
well, how did that even get through the gap? Like, where did that ball go? Seeing eye here through this guy. Like, it it was almost like I was laughing a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. wow, this is all happening in the same inning. There was Danny's roller down the third baseline. Like, you're like, come on, that's going to go foul. Doesn't. So that's a good, perfect bounce. Spring your single up the middle. Just happened to go right in the perfect spot. Then Bo has that other seeing eye single. Perfect spot. Vladdy has an RBI. Then Varsho with a bunt. That was a perfect, a perfect bunt. Every time Dalton Varsho does that, because he does it's it, perfect. he doesn't miss with it. Like he, it's, it's like every time he decides to do it, it works. And I know it's you can't do it perfect. all the time, but I'm like, I want to see that mm-hmm. more Dalton Varsho because but don't that push is one your luck. Most, no, it's one of the perfect. most effective tools in Major League Baseball right now. Like he does not miss. Has he been thrown out doing that? All I year? don't know, but I think he's leading. They said a stat on the broadcast. I think it was like since. I'm not even going to pretend I know what it is, but they said that he was one of the best. <laughs> Basically, he's like, he's killing the button game. Okay, uh, I would imagine. I forget the stat, but anyway, um, all of that was happening. Just like this continuous momentum was building uh, a bummer of an inning. Wink, wink. That was the name of their pitcher. I know, I saw Josh also tweeted that out. Yeah, it's a, right. it a good pun. And it, it was a bummer because like he was not pitching poorly. No, and that was I felt bad for him yeah. for like no, like for like ten seconds. I was like, I man, felt this, a little bad. This guy's like. He's just getting bad bounce and a little bit of bad defense, but you can't even put it all in the defense because it was just perfectly placed um, hits. Like, anyway, that, that inning was really great to watch. Then I think it added a little bit of momentum into the next game. Could it not? Like, you just finished on a really dynamite 11th inning to win the game. First time since, was it 1976 to score your first six runs in extra innings? I mean, that's, that's a wacky stat that's for That's so sure. weird. It is. I mean, it was a weird, weird baseball game. But you win them sometimes. And the first time in a very long time. I'm not going to do the math on that. Almost a quarter century where mm-hmm. you score six runs, your first six runs of a ball game in extra innings is pretty wild. Uh, 47 years. There you go. That's you did crazy. the math. Dad, Google did it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> anyway, but you know what? The Blue Jays don't always get those bounces. They... Feel mm-hmm. like we never get those bounces, and you and you earn those bounces when you pitch as well as they did. Yeah. And it wasn't just Barrios. You mentioned Romano. I mean, mm-hmm. getting to that point was a very, very strong pitching performance, an impressive one at that. But also part of what we've been seeing all year, like the strengths of this ball club, despite Alec Manoa not being Alec Manoa and a bullpen uh, every fifth day that you're trying to hide and you're trying to get yourself out of the way of when you're just relying on four guys. The starting pitching for this team has been very, How very about Jay good. Jay Jackson? Well, he's not a starter, but I the know, starting but like, pitching I'm, has been very, very good. It, and the bullpen was very good at mm-hmm. all points yesterday. Yeah, I think uh, he gets the call up, he gets the win. Um, I mean, it's just a nice story because later on in the day, Nate Pearson gets his first save. So I just think it was just like, you know, there's some nice, the pitching narratives were great yesterday. For most of it. No, you're mixing the ball games here. No? Jay Jackson was second game. Gets the win. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, and then, sorry, and then Nate Pearson gets the save. Same mm-hmm. game. Yeah, you know what? It's just a blur of baseball. I didn't it get up It was a blur once. of baseball. And what's crazy <laughs> is, I think the only guy who didn't get out there was Eric Swanson. <laughs> I might be missing one, but in terms it of... It felt like you saw everybody else, didn't it? But it was it was a... Part of the storyline coming in was like, okay, you got to save something mm. for Jordan or for Alec Manoa, right? Like, yes. what is what is this game going to look like? if Alec Manoa blows up. And I guess they do have the contingency plan in place because the other guy who didn't get out there was Mm -hmm. Bowden Francis. And Bowden Francis could go out there and do mop-up duty if need be. But at the very least, say, if you're in a position where you can win this ballgame, and hopefully they are because it's Detroit and it's Manoa and it's big and the stakes are what they are, 
you got your eighth and ninth inning guy, hopefully because Swanson's rest. He's going to have mm-hmm. two full days of rest. And I think Jordan Romano, despite the usage lately here, uh, he'll be okay yeah, to go could, today. He so could definitely uh, deliver. I think uh, the Blue Jays, despite the doubleheader, despite having to go 11 innings in the first game of the doubleheader, mm-hmm. have set themselves up where they are not going to be completely shorthanded and completely taxed uh, because this is a big night and the support for Manoa might be crucial. So you got your long guy who can come in and Francis, I imagine, and you might have late innings of high leverage if you get to the point where you need to close out a game for Alec Manoa. Yeah, even on a quick turnaround as well. So earlier game today, the flight, we laid that out yesterday, you know, a little bit of a delay in terms of getting that second game started. Um, I was sitting there thinking, do they shower between games? Like you finish game one, it's sticky, it's hot in Chicago, but like, do yeah. you take all your stuff off, hop in the shower, put all your stuff back on? I know you probably in Major League Baseball have another whole kit waiting there yeah but are you also hey we won that game we got some good luck at the end like i'm like i'm not changing out of this superstitious mindset that athletes have like i honestly don't know what i would do in that situation i've obviously played in hockey tournaments where mm-hmm. you know you play in the morning you play in the afternoon whatever it's a little bit different because you kind of got the mindset that's like a hockey tournament like you're just a dirt bag the whole time <laughs> but you're in the yeah. major leagues you definitely can go back in that locker room and get yourself as comfy as possible do you shower or do not shower between the games let me know well i think it's a good point with um the luck thing they do have fresh jerseys. I think they wore different jerseys. Mm-hmm. From, well, they got a whole new kit. They wore, They're not right? like putting this sweaty. I'm remembering correctly. They wore the dark blues in the first game. I saw the blur. They wore so. the light blues in the second game for sure. You would change your gear, I think, so, unless it's would, all that superstitious thing. Then you would shower. You're maybe, not going to put. Maybe not. You don't have much time. Like, uh, what do you have to do between? Yeah, they, we they wore ask, dark Buck blue. Martinez today? Yeah, true. We'll have to ask him exactly. They wore dark what they blue in the first game, baby blue in the second game. So but they it's obviously a long day. changed like their might, clothes. You might want to get to your phone and like, you know, catch up and see if, you know, family's okay. But what it else was do you sticky do? and hot there. Do you have to do a scouting report or are you like you did that beforehand? Well, yeah, you want to look at their picture. And I you think haven't they, done that beforehand? They, well, they changed it was supposed to be Dylan Cease or yeah, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, and yeah, then and they whoever switched. they put on. Schultons? Like, it wasn't like, oh, my God, we need to get in the video room. But, yeah, you probably want to brush up a bit. Doesn't leave much time. I think are, I think half the team showered and half the team I, said You're probably now. right. But there are some maniacs in in sports that, like, if you just if you just walk into a clubhouse, they're immediately showering. Like, showering before the game. Yeah, I clearly had, showering I had after like game. that, too. It was yeah, weird. Yeah, it's just, like, that's the first thing they like, do. Like, are you not clean? Like, what were you doing they all day? They prefer showering in the locker room. I mean, it is. It was nice to have a big shower in the locker room. Like you're not but in your tiny little. It's not as good as the comfort of your own home. Well, different. I'm and talking you don't have college. The things that you would where have. you're yeah, in a true. shared dorm bathroom. Or isn't it just prestige at Dartmouth, though? Even the okay, bathrooms? a lot of it is old and historic, so they're not top notch always. But okay. the locker room is a big shower. It was weird. Yeah, people shower before games. I'm like, what but are you I, doing? I, I've known people that like, you know, men's league. They'll just come and shower okay, before a that's game. That's weird. It's weird. But people are like that. I'm sure there are people that need to do that. Like they would need to shower before the game just because of superstition. Well, I will tell you, once you get in a routine and if your routine is you get to the ballpark and you feel clean and fresh and everything you're putting on your body is clean and fresh and not sweaty. I think there's people in that locker room that as soon as the game ended, did a cool down, hopped in the shower, rinsed the day off and got back in fresh new gear and got out there again. You got to eat too. 
Like, there's a lot to do. There's about, what, and 45 I, minutes between games? I don't know what it was. I, like, I can only time it in that I left right after the game to walk my dog. And when I came back through the doors, George Springer had a 1-0 count. So it was like, it was uh, the time tight. to walk a dog, which is about a half hour. Okay. Well, I think that's a great 590-590 text line question. You're I, in I this, don't know. You're in I'm, this situation. Are you quickly jumping in the shower or not? Can you multitask? Are you, like, jamming a pizza slice? In while you're showering? It's been done before. It's like a shower beer, but a shower slice. Yeah. I would say that in this situation, I probably wouldn't have showered, as gross as that is. I wouldn't either. Uh, we can be disgusting dirtbags, no problem. No, I mean, that, you won that, the game, that's the day. Vibes that, are high. That is the day. Like, your your day continues yeah. after that. You're not done. The shower after. When you shower, good. you're done. Two games. <sighs> oh, yeah. Gross. Burn the... Elbow pads that you were wearing. Elbow pads. <laughs> Might have to burn something else closer to the okay. closer to the body. Okay. Uh, okay. Game two. Uh, somebody in the text line says, "Disgusting if you don't shower." But some athletes are gross. One says, "I had a buddy who showered before every tournament game when we played hockey. It worked. He has always scored at least once every game he did it." Okay. Well, that's the worst. But like, if you're playing, if you're playing in a hockey fit. tournament, the whole, the the biggest challenge is keeping everything dry. That's the thing. You're already putting on wet gear. Like we're not in the MLB where you have a fresh kit. If I had, if it was like two hours between games, I would just stay in the gear. Ew! Are you nuts? The worst thing ever. Two is Two hours. On... Okay, How do so you you're... warm up again? What do you mean warm up again? You're still like in it. Warm you're your still body wet. up. Like you're stretch. Still, you're still in it. No, no, no. Your body. You just sat in disgust. No, 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 oh, no, no, no. You're gonna pull a groin. You have no. to cool down and warm up. No Dude, wonder I'm not, you didn't I'm not make a it. professional athlete. No if you're just you sitting around it. slugging beers in a dressing room between no. games, the worst thing is taking everything off and putting wet gear back on, and then you feel like you're 20 pounds heavier because everything's wet. Yeah, but if your body is it, full of lactic you're in acid. The germ. And you're, you're in the germ. Just no. stay in the germ if you're in the germ. No, I can't do that. Oh, you stay. You stay. What's the, what's the worst piece of wet hockey you commit to put on? Shin pads. Yeah. I actually like That's wet gloves answer. as, as the end. Me too. You know what? The skates, like the skates are the skates. I used to not skates wear socks as disgusting as that is. Shin pads, elbow pads. Shin pads, the and, the, and they feel heavy on your legs, right? You can't yeah. move your, it's like sludge. That's why I don't like changing out of it. In the germ. Stay in the germ. Shin pads. Oh, re- wet shin pads. The wor- it's the worst feeling ever. In college, we ended up getting, by the end of my career, um, the glove dryers. It was like, the, ooh, mm. we invested in glove dryers. And I tried it once, and I hated it. It was like crunchy. People were between. They made them crunchy. Well, like like dry. I didn't like the dry hands feeling. Yeah. And people were like thought we thought they were sick. Like as soon as we got off the ice, they like, tossed their gloves to the trainer. Like you'll dry these. I'm like you didn't even play. I'd be I'd be <laughs> tossing it and then toss them back to me because I need I need the yeah I'm with you. I need the wet glove. Oh god. Okay. If so it's crispy, it's just like oh ugh. no, your hands. You don't have hands at the. But point. I thought the point with the dryer was like it's non not wet, not crispy. I don't really know. I did it once and I hated it, so I never touched it again. It okay. probably could help my game. Anyway, okay, game two. We've moved on. I don't know if you showered or not, but <laughs> I didn't, and Justin didn't either. Uh, we're back. We sit back on the couch, and it's game two. Blue Jays rally from behind, 3-1 deficit to complete this three-game sweep um, and a season sweep of the White Sox. So two hit, two home run wit. Doesn't have the same ring, No, does it? it doesn't, but... Uh, Proud father, friend of the show. I'm sure he was watching. I'm just got to shout out the dads of the show. Mr. Whit Berryfield's oh, father. Oh, I meant, you keep thinking I was there for that interview. I was not there. Oh, yeah, but the, you referenced it multiple times. He's so times. wonderful. Like, what I are love you him. talking about? Um, but he's a good Whit guy. The X Factor. Seems to be resonating with you. Whit the X Factor. <laughs> Whit the MVP. Uh, certainly well deserved. He's, uh, yeah, he's just coming in clutch. Fourth 
a multi-home run game in his career. There you go. And it's not obviously commonplace for Whit Merrifield to be hitting two home runs in a game, but the two hits, you know, you have the nickname for a reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it does roll better with the two hit win. Yeah, but very, very important because Yusei Kikuchi, as we were talking about, was not sharp whatsoever. And I was like, how long are you leaving him in there? I get you have to save members of the bullpen, mm-hmm. uh, but this is going south here. And the only thing that kept them in it well, not just the only thing, but some pretty good offensive. Uh, timely some, hitting. Some timely hitting to start that game. And, of course, Whit Merrifield uh, was at the forefront of that with his two home runs. And, of course, Vladdy uh, getting the base hit. That Did you said 16 hits yesterday. They, or yesterday in total? In the final game. In the, the final night. game. That's what I mean. It was like. Insane. It, it just like it just turned on a dime with that explosion in the 11th inning. And they were very, very good offensively in the second mm-hmm. game. And they could have put even more runs on the board. Uh, but the power returns, especially with Wit, you start getting those base hits. You get enough for Kikuchi to get you a spot where your bullpen can take over again. again and then your guy, Jay Jackson, comes in. There he and is. And he gets yeah, a win. That's the game. With a pretty good spot. <laughs> and he was, you know, it was and important. Nate Pearson. Though. I mean, they needed more from the bullpen because, you know, they were in a position to you get a little extra mm-hmm. with the double header. You use your bodies the way they should have been used to perfection even. And as mentioned, the cherry on top is saving Eric Swanson for today. Great to see, and I brought it a few times, but I mean, the Nate Pearson story has been one full of roadblocks and roller coaster hurdles and ups and downs. First career save when they kept him in there for that opportunity, like high leverage, and it was really good to see him deliver. I like I feel like I want to see Nate Pearson just find his own, and he certainly has done that in a role that isn't the starter, and I'm sure the the shift from being a starter to not being a starter is a difficult mental hurdle in a block, but great to see that for him. He did get the one hit, but getting that is a big check mark. Jay Jackson as well. Like those are small things that I just think give this team a little bit more confidence, maybe a little bit of a boost. People obviously are rallying for him. Jay Jackson gets called up. He gets an opportunity. Like those are tiny little things I think can make a difference in this, this team and 16 hits leading into tonight. Like you're feeling really good about your offense for the first time in a long time. I know they only ended up with what was it, like five runs in the end, or mm-hmm. yeah, five runs in the end out of 16 hits. But nonetheless, like you're you're getting contact. Bo went four for five. Like it, it was just as we said, as as good of things that could have happened yesterday to make you feel confident about sheltering and making your team feel like they're in a good start for Alec Manoa tonight. Yeah, I mean, if you look at those two games like on aggregate, did they deserve to win both? Probably not. Like yeah, they, they weren't. They weren't the dominant team. Like this. Yeah, they weren't the dominant team yesterday. No. They weren't the alphas out there on the and field. The White yesterday. Sox are not a really but good baseball they found, team. Yeah, they found a way to win them, and they found a way in part because Chicago is the team that gives them away. Mm-hmm. But the Blue Jays found a way to win both ball games, and now, as we've mentioned, we've been talking about all week. It's important to make hay here. It's important to get wins over Chicago and Detroit and go into the all-star break as close as possible to the teams that you're chasing in the wild card. And they have mm-hmm. made up ground in the wild card. Very, very important Yankees stuff. Yankees lost 14-1 yesterday to the they, Orioles. Yes, they did. 14-1. They did. So <laughs> not, not gaining ground on the Orioles, but gaining yeah, ground we'll on the New it. York Yankees, of course. But these are the games. They're not must win, but it's pretty close. Like you got to put these in the bank. And they've done so. Through three games versus Chicago, now they get to go to Detroit where another three winnable games with the top three starters that you have entering the season scheduled to perform for you, beginning with Alec Manoa. And the bullpen's not taxed. It was used. It's not taxed. 
you should be ready to take at least two of three Mm -hmm. and go into the all-star break on a really, really high note. Of course, if Alec Manoa turns in a good start, uh, you're going to be in a really good position to do that. All right. So Manoa on the mound tonight, 630 start. His last game was June 5th at the Rogers Center. Six runs before recording even one out. Was booed off the field and demoted to the FCL. Mm-hmm. Played, pitched one game in the FCL, pitched one game in Double A, and has made his return tonight. A very like unprecedented return as well. You know, like I don't think we can fully find another MLB storyline that is exactly like this. We will talk to Buck Martinez, who was the Blue Jays manager when Roy Halladay was demoted to the minors and eventually returned to the big league. Maybe the closest parallel, at least Blue Jays related, that we can draw. Very different situations, but of course, similar in a sense. A lot of mental hurdles to overcome. We talked about it a lot with Alec Manoa. Like, what, what, what is the issue with Alec Manoa in terms of his performance? Is it 20% mental? Is it 50% mental? Is it 100% mental? Did he work on something in the two games that we didn't see that the Blue Jays staff were like, yep, he's back, right? Like, there's so many question marks. And I really hope for this young kid that tonight he at least just has a solid performance. I don't need him. To, why are you smirking? Because I'm just thinking about... Why are you I'm, laughing? I'm thinking about what we're doing after the break and the possibility of like, okay, we're very hopeful. I'm and trying my best. Like, yeah, I know. But guess what? This is what the tarot cards say. But like, honestly, can if he just has a solid performance, like I don't think he, he doesn't need to go seven, eight innings like Barrios, but just get out, get soft contact, have a couple Ks, have mm-hmm. a little confidence in yourself. Don't overextend him either. Like, I'm worried that something's going well. He's like two innings, he's looking good. Three innings, he's looking good. And then, you know, he starts to to tinker on the edge there and they give him another inning and that's where it blows up, right? Like, that's what I worry about. Don't push it too much today. Yeah, I mean, you could kind of, you can't treat it like a starter bullpen day type of thing uh, where it's like, like Bowden <laughs> Francis immediately. But you're right. But then again, this is a guy who, it's not like he runs on confidence, but the confidence is a part I of the issue I think he runs here. on confidence more than anyone on this baseball team. He, who else? Yeah. yeah, I mean, okay, I, I guess. I, I don't know. I'm not in the heads of all these guys. but I am. I, I think, and all of them. I think Vladdy <laughs> would run on a, com, a, a bit of confidence no, because clearly the confidence maybe has been not there. And we've been talking about bringing uncles mm-hmm. in and bringing new <laughs> ideas in and all this stuff. Like there might be a confidence issue there. But you're right. This is a guy built on bravado. He's built on being the alpha. He's built on being literally the bigger man, the guy who's yep. a towering, imposing figure on the mound. And when he feels smaller... I don't think things go particularly well. So confidence can work two ways. He can be lights out through three innings. And if you take the ball from him, what are you doing to his confidence? Because I had it and you took it away from me. Uh, it, it's going to be a fascinating night. It's it's impossible pr- to predict, but we will try to let the spirits do that very soon here. Uh, I feel nervous. I just got like the, like the little like... Ugh feelings once the spa music comes on well you know who is going to be the most confident in that ballpark is alec manoa that's something i don't doubt you think that that he is going to well that's step one for me i seriously think that he had a big this is just my thought process had a big hand in getting himself back into the rotation after two games 
I think he said, I'm ready. Put me in there. I don't want to sit around anymore. I don't want to play these rinky-dink games against people we've never heard of. I want to get back in there and prove myself. Whether that's the right thing or not, I think Alec Manoa is going to come up with more confidence than anybody in that ballpark. I'm not as convinced. If if that's not the case, though, it's not going to work out because Curtains. he he needs to come in there and own that mound like we've seen for an entire season before there. Walk the walk, talk the talk, tell Garrett Cole to come past the Audi sign. Like, like have the energy that you are a Cy Young finalist and maybe someone that should win that sometime this season. If you walk in there with a tiny bit of hesitation, with a tiny bit of doubt, it's game over. I don't know how you can't have a little bit of that doubt. I think that's what I think that's what he's got different. I think that's what he's got to overcome. Yeah, that's it. Uh, He's not been built different at any point this year. (laughs) Let's read a couple texts before you go to the tarot cards because I'm starting to warm them up. I'm holding them in my hand. Chris from Milton says, "Just the good old head under the sink between games to rinse off the the sweaty skull." That's that's half measures, buddy. James in Ancaster says, a smelly four-far is better than no four-far. Awesome show, guys. Have a great weekend. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you need someone, despite whether or not they they smell, to burn Connor McDavid and That's score great. goals. Justin is the type to show up to the rink with with only needing to tie his skates up, but he gets stressed at home. Come on, man. Do you know who that is? No. I love it. I hope it's just someone that wants to roast you, not a friend. Put the name on there. Do you remember Just, getting dressed at home, though? I remember that. Like, I don't. I mean, how could you remember that so long ago? I remember vividly the alarm, my really? parents waking me up. It was, I must have been four years old. Going how do you to, remember when you were four years old? Because it shaped my hockey career. <laughs> and like, getting yeah. changed in our living so room. That's, those were the moments that Getting changed you. in our living room yeah. and driving to the Sutton Arena, and I'm getting on the ice for the Sutton Rangers with my little skates that had green laces. I remember vividly. I remember my father not getting me to games on time and <gasps> jumping into the back seat and putting gear on because oh, I'm going to be sounds coming Sounds like in. you were probably the problem there. I was, definitely, I never was be definitely not the problem there. Am I the one driving? You were probably like slowly puttering around the house looking for your stuff. No. I'm eating between ga- uh, The eating between games seems weird. I can't even eat during work because I feel sluggish. Do these guys really get full in between games? I definitely shower but not eat until game two. How do you not eat? Yeah, that is weird. What's your job, person in the text line, that you can't eat during work? Maybe if you're like a surgeon or something, you got to be like dialed. But like, I would, I would definitely need to eat or be yeah, shaking. I get so hangry. Trying to like, like just pull their spleen out. <laughs> <laughs> um, good morning, Ailish and Justin. I played in a hockey tournament in Aaron, Old Rink. Ah, oh, beauty place. After the game, some of the... What? After the game, some of the other team came in and showered with us. Very strange. Jeff from Oakville. Listen, hockey can get a little weird weird at times. Uh, The showers can get a little too, like, you know, enjoyable for people. But uh, that's weird. Maybe there was a situation where their shower was I've never heard of teams showering together. If I've you, heard of teammates waiting for others to shower. Okay, it's like, Justin, that's enough. It's, you, it's camaraderie. If you don't get excited, you can't be disappointed. Take what Manoa's got for the benefit of the other four starters. Love it. Love that. Love that po- pos- positivity. Okay, I think it's time. Whew. I think it's time to take a break. Pull the band-aid off, Ailish. I think it's time to take a break. The tarot cards are in the studio. What is the future of Alec Manoa from the spirit whisperers? That's next. Sportsnet 590, the fan. Now it's time for the A-List. Bing bong. Bing bong. Bing bong. 
deep breath, everybody. It's time. The return of the tarot cards. The last time we pulled these out was around the... So uh, just to, just to interrupt you quickly here. There are people, especially people who believe in tarot cards, that believe life is all about the energy you put out. Mm-hmm. And if we're just putting negative energy out, assuming I, that this is going to be before we went to, to break, bad, all I've been saying was good vibes. You're, but like you're kind of like nervous. I'm a little nervous. This, this could, is a big this thing. Be, this could be it's great. It's going to be great. It could be great. It's called manifesting. It could be great. Rob in downtown told us to throw these in the garbage and we shouldn't be doing them. But Rob, that's bad vibes. We can only do what we can do. That's the negative energy I speak of. To pull one of these. So I don't know if we have our do we get the spa, spa music. music? See, I already feel better. It is relaxing. Give me a cucumber slice for my eyes. <laughs> okay. okay. Okay, so the last time that we... We've done this uh, three times, two times, three times. One couple for times, the Raptors and their trade deadline, which I think... Who, who even knows what happened with them? Yeah. Raptors in their offseason. There, there were some, some real things from there. Some, Dubis. Some, some things we could take and apply. Dubis and the Leafs. Dubas was, I don't know what the exact count was, but maybe 20 swords I it was like 18 plunging into his back. It was a lot of swords. Which really, uh, the only sword that mattered was Shanahan's, but it was in Kyle's back. Ooh, I'm ready. So, our tarot cards have arrived. I've been warming them up for this moment, and now I will take them out of the box it's good form to warm the cards. And first. we will shuffle them a bit because they need to be... Apparently, you need to put your energy into the cards before you pull them. Now, we ask a simple question to the spirits, to the tarot cards. Today is a massive day. Maybe the biggest Blue Jays game of the season. All eyes will be on Alec Manoa on the mound. Who makes his return after a short stint in the minors. Maybe, qu- maybe too short. Maybe, well, <laughs> Some say too short. Maybe the question is as simple as this. What does the future hold for Alec Manoa? Now I'll pull a card. Okay. I already think it looks good. It's the Ten of Diamonds. Ten of Diamonds. To me, it looks positive. Please, Justin. I think there's a chance that we've pulled this card before. Okay. It's the Ten of Diamonds or the Ten of Pentacles. Yep. Uh, a key here, of course, is whether it's upright or reversed. It is upright. Upright. Legacy, roots, family, ancestry, inheritance, windfall, foundations, privilege, affluence, stability, tradition. The Ten of Pentacles card, or the Ten of Diamonds in this case... There's an old man seated in an archway leading into a great estate. We have had this card before. It seems he is the head of the family, for he is surrounded by younger loved ones. He wears a robe that is decorated with moon crescents and grapevines, indicating the joining of spirit and matter. He has his family and dogs with him. There's a happy couple in front of him, presumably his children, a playful child behind this couple, his grandchild. The child playfully reaches out to pet the dog. Okay. Ten of Pentacles deals with permanence and satisfaction. The card shows that everything you have put your efforts into for a long time will pay off in the future. Oh. It suggests that everything will work out well in the end, for you have always kept the long-term picture in view. Believe in yourself. Alec Manoa 
he that's all he does is he puts the long-term picture he works hard for it and you said it's going to pay off your legacy is sure to stand for quite a long time to come this is a relief for the path to get here has been filled with setbacks and challenges making this point of the journey even sweeter read that again that was that's the line that's the line folks this is it this is a relief for the path to get here has been filled with setbacks and challenges making the this point of the journey even sweeter in the card the aged man is able to sit back and relax while watching the lives of his children and grandchildren the satisfaction he derives so i think this is a is look into Shapiro? the future i think no i think this is a look into the future right yeah this is everything's going to be okay there is a future here alec manoa oh you're going goodness. to have children and grandchildren life is going to be beautiful the satisfaction he derives from his achievement is interwoven in his children's happiness. So we're talking generations of happiness here. Okay, you're getting a little bit too much into the family side of it. All I care about I'm, is I'm that reading the, I'm reading the card. Positive, hard work pays off. You've had setbacks, and you will overcome them. And you'll look back at this moment and reflect upon it. Here's a little extra. Okay. The Ten of Diamonds symbolism is rooted in both financial success and stability. Who's got a payday coming? It shows affluence and lack of financial struggle. It also implores you to make decisions that will not only have positive results in the present, present, but also in the long term. The decisions that you make should produce positive results that last for generations to come, trickling down to your offspring as well. Smash the over Alec Manoa strikeouts. He's back. Guys, I mean... I think that card is as positive... And cautiously positive and optimistic that we could have got. And we're talking about what the future holds. This was about the future. This is about even beyond what's right in front of us. But in order to get to that point, where grandchildren are playing in the yard for Alec Manoa, this start tonight, this season, has to go well. Eric and Georgetown text in. All right, it's settled then. Looks like Manoa is chucking a no-no tonight. <laughs> I, think- I think that went really well. Okay, here's another one. I think that 10 of diamonds means that Alec Minow's distant future is going to be great, but in the near future, he's going to bomb. <laughs> Cheers. We're going to trade him and have a great career with someone else. <laughs> no! I mean, I guess you have to assume that what happens today will set the tone for his entire life. Oh my God, no pressure. I'm just saying. I mean, you can't really quibble with that. Derek there was a lot of long-term stuff, but it was about the journey and how a little setback will set the tone for a life of profit and happiness. That's what I got out of it. I think that that's fair. Derek from New Market says, you can't just pick and choose which part of the cards you like. Full of obstacles. What else does the card say? Well, I read everything. Maybe you, you texted about? that before you finished because sometimes it takes a minute or I two. I mean, you didn't want to hear about the family, but I just well, like, went to the next. boring. <laughs> I want to know how many strikeouts he's going to get so I can bet it. <laughs> Again, it the tarot's that? about interpretation. Did the tarot say... His yeah. his line I, I, tonight. It's not like I glossed over the part where he's like he's going to give up six earned. With, <laughs> like that didn't happen. Watch out! That first pit, that first batter is getting a leadoff home run. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I what, how does everybody feel about that? Five ninety five ninety. I feel good. A little bit of a like weight a off your shoulders. Yeah, I feel ready. I feel ready to pitch tonight. There you go. Okay, because there's some bad cards in there. There is a card that's like the death card. Okay, and it's in this deck, and it didn't show up. So like that's a. Positive in its own. There's Wait, bad, it's, scary it's, cards. No, don't look at the cards. I'm just saying, like, there are bad ones in here. So, fate is fate. Like, the tarot cards don't mess around You don't have to couch here. it. That was undeniably positive. Hell yeah. Ooh, can you say that after tarot cards? Yeah. Is that bad when you, when you slam it down, it's officially over. <sighs> Actually, once the spa music stopped, that Yeah, okay, that's now, now we're moving on.
We had an A-list? Yeah, we got an A-list story for you as well. Um, while we all just like <clears throat> decompress through that. Uh, welcome to the NBA, Victor Webanyama. <laughs> what on earth is... Let me read you this headline because it's like... You remember when you used to do Mad Libs? Uh, yeah. And yeah. you fill in noun, uh, adjective, whatever the other ones are called. Sure. Pronouns. Yeah. Whatever. That's been a Verbs? while. Verb. Verbs? Yeah, verb. I was like, a verb, verb in there. This, to me, sounds like... A fake headline, like okay. AI generated. Ready? <clears throat> Britney Spears was allegedly slapped in the face by Victor Wembanyama's security guard. Yeah. Yeah, that happened apparently. <laughs> it's not funny. I don't know. But I need to read you the context <laughs> I mean, of this. Yeah. Okay. Okay, let's get the whole story. <clears throat> so a member of Victor Wembanyama's security detail has been accused of backhanding Britney Spears... Britney Spears in the face after she asked Victor Wembanyama for a photo there in L.A., apparently at Catch Restaurant at the Aria Hotel in Vegas. The story from both are a little bit different, of course, but... Wait, the- is it L.A. or Vegas? Didn't you say L.A.? Yeah, I did. I, I definitely meant Vegas. Okay. Las Vegas, yeah. I'm just... Summer just, League. Yeah, that's that's what I meant. So apparently when you try to debunk this story, Britney Spears approached Victor Wembanyama from behind after seeing him be like, oh, I'd love to get a photo with him and tapped him on the shoulder. This is one side of the story. Mm -hmm. Victor Wembanyama's security guard smacked her in the face, apparently, because he he was getting swarmed. I mean, he's seven foot four and is pretty noticeable. Spears has come out with her side of the story. Victor Wembanyama apologized on behalf of his security and said that he had really no idea what was going on. Like he was just focused on going straight, like something happened. Um, a person was calling him from behind. The His idea of what happened was that the security team just like pushed her away. He did say he didn't know with how much force. So that's important to state. Um, Brittany says, she posted a quite a lengthy uh, statement about it. I know she's been in and out of the media for her own stories. Uh, But she said that she tapped him on the shoulder to get his attention. She did not grab him from behind. She nearly just wanted a photo. She knows what it's like to be swarmed by people she never would have put herself or him in a situation that was uncomfortable. Nonetheless, this situation seems toxic. Uh, we're going to have to come back into toxic to start the seven a.m. hour. I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is this is this is not good. If you gave me a, a thousand guesses on how Victor Wembayama's like career would start, like what, the very the first, first headline, the that first he makes. headline when it's like okay, post draft, he's starting his he career. He hasn't even played league. a game yet tonight. I, I, he is. I would have never come up with. Yeah, his team struck and assaulted Britney Spears. Never, Allegedly. never in my life could have. But this is why pe- the people have people. Like Britney Spears' people need to be like, hey, I'm Britney Spears. Yeah, maybe you don't go up Britney person. Spears. Like, yeah, Britney Spears running up tapping people probably shouldn't happen. That said, we probably don't need to be throwing backhands around yeah. uh, when people are tapping people 100%. on the shoulder uh, 
unnecessary, not, maybe it is unnecessary, but what's most unnecessary is the definite violence yeah. coming back. And it's, like a little overzealous. Maybe we're not, like Victor Wambayama is still taking his steps. Maybe his team doesn't know how to act yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's obviously unfortunate. It does scream like artificial intelligence, randomized sort of weird headline that doesn't make any sense in the world. And I definitely thought it was parody when I first saw it. I did as well. Um, obviously, if this is like the severity of it, you never want to have that happen ever to anybody, celebrity, regular fan, stranger, whatever. But I just thought tonight is the night that Victor Romanyama makes his debut. We talked about this yesterday in the A-list. He is, it's a sold out summer league game, 19,000 people in attendance. Tickets are going for hundreds of dollars. And it's going to be a, a big star-studded event. I don't know if Britney Spears will want to attend, but they've hashed it out, publicly accepted the apologies. Just a crazy welcome to the NBA. One more for you. There you go. <laughs> Do you remember crypto? What, what happened? Remember crypto? You, what happened yeah, to crypto? Yeah, yeah, I, I am. The crypto bros this morning are like, what do you mean remember crypto? It's yeah. still up. Uh, well, uh, Tom Brady and Giselle... Mm-hmm. Uh, they had their hand in some FTX. F- I mean, that was, cryptocurrency. A, that was a disaster. FTX. It's been made public that they lost $48 million when FTX crashed last year. I'll be honest. I think that million. is like, that's not like commonplace for people involved in FTX, but I think there were worse yeah. uh, results from that. But I just think, I remember the time where it was like the thing. Yes. We don't really talk about it anymore. Just like NFTs. I still don't get it. I don't understand what an NFT is. Well, there was the headline the other day that, sorry to interrupt you, the headline the other day that Peter Holland was coming back and wasn't he like, he like switched careers to become a crypto guy, like a crypto finance guy. And now he's trying to find it. Are there still a hockey team to play for? Like, that kind of tells you what's going there? on with crypto. Are there still crypto guys out there? Are you listening? And are there still NFT guys out there? Are you listening? Because they're, they're all buying the dip right now. That's right. Big time buying the dip. Anywho, just be wise about your money. Uh, Diversify. Don't make it so FTX is the end for you. No. And please explain NFTs and if you still care. I just took a screenshot of that monkey and I'm fine. Remember that monkey? (laughs) You don't own the monkey though. It's on my desktop. But it's not like dancing on your desktop. I don't care about it. (laughs) Here's a zag. You pulled the 10 of diamonds. When scorekeeping baseball and someone gets a run, it's filled in as a diamond. Maybe Manoa is going to give up 10 runs tonight. No, I mean, that's a negative take for sure. (laughs) But I think the diamond makes a lot of sense. We pulled the positive card using the diamond for the baseball pitcher who struggled on the diamond. David from Pickering says 10 of diamonds signifies 10 Ks. See, take it as you'd like. David and Pickering, we love you. He's got the positive spin. Uh, you know who always has a positive spin and is always listening? Our buddy, John Morosi, joins us after the break. He's on threads. It's cool. Um, <laughs> we're going to ask him about threads because I kind of am over it already. Oh, John's on. I'm on. Uh, Vivek You're Jake, over it? Yeah, kind of. Vivek Jacob joins us at 730. We'll do a little Raptors and a little Wimbledon. Buck Martinez at 8 a.m. And Ron Baker, a blast from the past, former NBA guard who played with not only Fred Van Vliet, but also helped Grady Dick become himself. And uh, Grady Dick gave him a shout out. So we get a double header of conversation with Rob Baker, Ron Baker, sorry. That's the end of the show. We'll do a little wake and rake. And we need an update on the John Deere standings because you are in a very profitable position right now. I don't know if you've looked. I'm not sure I'm like. You're doing all right. It's a good start. You guys are looking good. Not yeah. counting my. I'm trying to count the eggs. Jinx you. John Morosi's next.